For the Piedmont Arts Podcast, I'm Rachel Stewart. Bach Academy Charlotte is presenting its second annual Bach Festival, June 7th through 15th, in locations around Charlotte and actually spilling out into Asheville and Chapel Hill this year. Artistic Director Scott Allen Jarrett joins me to talk about this year's festival. And Scott, it's great to have you back. And I'm I'm so glad that we are back for a second time on well, this event. Well, there's two of us. I'm so glad, too. <laughs> well, can you just tell us a little bit about what the festival is going to entail this time? Well, spread over two weekends, the model is similar to last year's festival that where we take the second and third weekends of June and the, the days in, intervening and have just a jam-packed schedule of performances and gathering musicians from truly all over the country who will come here to study, perform, and work together and to present concerts of Bach and his contemporaries. The general schedule opens with a series of opening concerts. The first one will actually be in a new venue for us in Asheville at the Cathedral of All Souls on Friday night, June 7. We repeat that program the next night in Myers Park at Christchurch, Charlotte. And that program features Bach's uh, Magnificat, famous work for chorus and orchestra soloist, Uh, as well as the second orchestral suite, the B minor suite that features the flute soloist. And then skipping forward to the final weekend, June 14 and 15, we present the great masterpiece, the St. Matthew Passion, in two performances. uh, The first at also a new venue for us at University of United Methodist in Chapel Hill, Friday night, June 14. And then at Myers Park Presbyterian at our home uh, in Charlotte on Saturday night, the 15th. Within the week, we return to a series that we launched last year, which we call the Bach Experience. And these are daytime concerts. And they're in Jubilee Hall at at, uh, Myers Park United Methodist uh, at at 1230. And in these concerts, uh, the musicians and I sort of give a lecture demonstration on a particular piece of cantata and sort of unpack some of the musical and theological items that make up these pieces. And then we perform them. And these were wildly successful in last year's festival. And so this year, we're dedicating the Bach experience to looking at Bach's cantatas that he wrote for the Feast of St. Michael, which St. Michael is the wonderful victory of Michael the Archangel over the dragon. And so it's wonderful imagery from these cantatas of the great battle uh, over the dragon. In addition, we have a visiting artist recital series um, we're delighted to welcome Isabel Deemers, a brilliant concert organist who's on the faculty at Baylor University in Texas. She'll give a recital on Sunday night in the festival on the extraordinary instrument at Myers Park United Methodist. And then on Wednesday night, June 12, my very dear friend and absolutely brilliant violinist Aislinn Noski will give a solo violin recital at Christchurch. And Aislinn will then stay and sit and lead as concertmaster for the Matthew Passion performances. Charlotte audiences will remember Aislinn because she was a soloist and conductor with the Charlotte Symphony in a recent season. These are really incredible offerings. And um, once again, congratulations for being so successful last year that you're able to come back and do it again this year. And just quick question, how did you end up with concerts in Asheville and Chapel Hill? Well, from the beginning of the founding of the Bach Academy, we, we were eager to partner with not just Charlotte area churches and schools and institutions, but we were really trying to lift up the entirety of the region. And so last year, we had performances in Matthews and in Winston-Salem, and we included a residency at uh, at Wake Forest. And so we began to sort of look 
uh, a little farther afield. And Kyle Ritter, who's the musician at the Episcopal Cathedral in Biltmore Village, has been a wonderful partner for us. And so we're expanding in that direction to Asheville and then uh, more recently to to Chapel Hill. Um, So it'll be a kind of a a big schlep to take the whole (laughs) kit and caboodle up the road, uh, quite a hike. But we're really excited to present and to bring what we've created here in Charlotte a little farther afield uh, to to enrich the the fullness of the state. Yeah, that's I think that's great. And I, I know you've explained this before, but I think it's worth revisiting why a Bach festival. What's the value in that? And as a new organization, why did you all just out of the gate say we're going to have a Bach festival? Well, it's been entirely personally motivated by transformative experiences from our founders. Mike Trammell is the chair of the board, and he's the founder of the Bach Academy. Um, He sang with me in the symphony chorus, and one of his seminal musical experiences was singing the St. Matthew Passion with me. Following that experience, he thought, you know, i got to be around more of this music. And he then uh, traveled to Germany and sang in Bach festivals with Helmut Rilling in Weimar and Stuttgart. And his family is here, and his work is here, and he thought, I want to bring these experiences to Charlotte, and Charlotte deserves this kind of activity and this level of performance. And he called me, and we began a partnership, um, now two years in the running. And Bach has always been the major composer in my life. And as much as I love other music and doing other concerts, Bach has always been home. And what's astonishing to me is that each generation of musician that I meet Uh, along the way, they all have similar experiences. And the way their musical lives, their professional lives, their personal lives, their spiritual lives are affected by this repertoire is something that binds a musical community together, unlike any other composer I've ever seen. And what we've learned in Charlotte is that there is an audience here that values the intersection of high-quality musical experience was something that also deeply engages at an intellectual, spiritual, and theological level. And when you can combine all of those aspects in the greatest convergence, uh, you've got something truly special. And our patrons and our audiences continue to grow. And the overwhelming theme after these concerts is, I can't believe I haven't experienced this before. Why can't we have more of this? And I think Charlotte is the right place for it. And it's the right audience and the right kind of society around a music like this. And uh, we're more and more convinced of it. Well, clearly, you know, you've you've been able to do a lot here. And like you said, it seems like it's been very well received. So that is all, all to the good. I, I would also say that, you know, we are an academy. And, you know, we spell it in a funny way. We spell it in a German way with a K and an I at the end. But that is meant to connect to the European tradition of of academies, which are, of course, performance-based, but there's also a community of learning that comes around those. And the festival can really be that, so that our audiences can, of course, they can come to a concert and listen actively, passively, whatever way, but they can also come to the Bach experience and their chance to engage in this composer and the repertoire year after year, is something I'm really excited about. I want to see 25 years from now the same people who heard the very first B minor mass that we performed last year. After they've experienced that music, 
a handful of times and their experience with it and their knowledge of the detail of it has been whetted over the years that keeps them coming back. We have um, alongside the Bach experience, uh, our signature educational initiative for the festival is a vocal fellows program. And last year we posted and auditioned about 50 singers from across the country. This year, the quality of applicant absolutely was through the roof. And we've got four singers coming to the festival this year who you will read about and we will buy their CDs in in the future, I have no doubt. And um, I'm really excited to welcome them and for them to have uh, formational experiences with this composer and this repertoire here in Charlotte with the musicians that are assembled around the Academy. Let's talk about the big work at the end of the festival of um, St. Matthew Passion, considered one of the pillars of Western music, Western art, Western culture. Tell us a, a little bit about why it has that reputation. Yeah, it's uh, difficult to, to quantify, but you're exactly right. I mean, it, it truly is. If the B minor mass is not the greatest piece in, of Western music, then the St. Matthew Passion is. I mean, it's, <laughs> um, it's a toss-up. And we committed to ending our very first festival with the B minor mass, which was a tall order for us. I'm thrilled with those performances. But the Matthew Passion has become very dear to me for any number of reasons. But it is exquisite in its length and scope and its message. But the thing about the St. Matthew Passion that always moves me, it's not about necessarily what happens to Jesus. We know what happens to Jesus over the course of the events of the Passion, from his entry into Jerusalem and through the Garden of Gethsemane to the betrayal, the arrest, the judgment before the high priest and uh, trial, scourge, and then, of course, crucifixion. We know those events well. But what strikes me as so special about the Matthew Passion that makes it universally appealing are all the other characters and how Bach weaves their story into the narrative. Um, The story about Peter's denial, the story about Judas's betrayal, the story of the woman at Bethany anointing Jesus, All of these narratives are deeply personal. And Bach not only, of course, tells how Peter denied Christ three times when he was waiting in the garden, but he also gives an inside, truly human view of Peter's remorse and guilt at that moment, or of Judas's betrayal and the moment at which he returns to the high priest and he throws the 30 pieces of silver back at them and he says, I... I can't believe I've done this. I don't want your money anymore. But of course, it's too late. And what Bach does in just indescribable way that connects to each of us is how each of us is a a Peter or a Judas in our daily lives. Um, How we turn our backs on those who might be in need or we betray a friend or we speak out of the corner of our mouth or any of those elements those are all featured so elegantly and so poignantly in a deeply human way over the course of the Passion, in such a way that, it, to me, that the St. Matthew Passion transcends particularly Christian experience. It is truly a universal value that is communicated over the course of that Passion. And then, musically speaking, 
it's just one brilliant piece of music after the other. I mean, they're really, to my experience, there aren't weak arias in it. The evenness of the composition over the course of its impressive duration is truly remarkable. And that uh, the length has become something that I, tr- I truly enjoy. And it's transformative for me and for all who get to interact with it. Um, <laughs> what kind of stamina does it take for you to perform that? Well, I think I've conducted the Matthew Passion not quite 10 times, but it's getting close to that. It's not so much stamina as a sort of a mental place and an emotional place of repose. You just can't be frantic in life uh, to interact with that material. When you're surrounded by the quality of musicians that, that come for the Bach Academy, the singers and the players, there will be very there will be a small percentage of those folks who have no experience with the piece. And what is remarkable is when you have the quality of folks around you, we all are prepared for what, what the investment is, and um, we can feed off that energy together, and our audience will sense that for sure. And also, with any Bach, but particularly the Matthew Passion, there's an intimacy that's created in the aria moments by the forces that Bach writes for. And I think our venues will enhance and amplify the intimacy of the music in a way that a large venue like the Blumenthal, for example, can't really service. So I'm really excited for these performances. Uh, the Matthew Passion, is a, it requires two choruses, two orchestras. It is two and a half hours in, of music uh, with an intermission. You know, it's, it's a daunting undertaking, which is why it's so rarely performed. And I think I can say without any error that the last performance that Charlottetians heard was the one I conducted with the Charlotte Symphony in, let's say, 2013 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, once a decade, we're lucky to be able to get to hear it. Well, thank you for putting it on the program this year and for bringing it back to Charlotte. Scott Allen Jarrett, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about this festival that's coming up June 7th through 15th. Um, Looking forward to it. And again, it is the second annual Bach Festival here in Charlotte with Bach Academy Charlotte. And Scott Allen Jarrett is their artistic director. For the Piedmont Arts Podcast, I'm Rachel Stewart.